tongues for Latin. <laughs> <laughs> This is 8-Bit, episode 35, Keep the Canadians at Bay, on Sunday, May 5th, 2013, and now, Church Burning. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with guest Andrew Bailey. So have you guys uh, watched Iron Man 3 yet? No. I don't watch movies. What? You guys I, are pathetic. I haven't had a chance to. I had two tests on it Friday. It came out on Thursday night. Yeah, I had two f***ing tests. Oh, yeah, you day. had a test I on had Thursday night at midnight. No. Yep. No, damn I was studying for the tests. Oh, right. Like a responsible person. Yeah. That's not if we're going to get you anywhere in life. Iron Man will. <sighs> but you know what's Iron better Man, than Iron Will? But you know what's better than Iron Man? The Avengers? Blood Dragon. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I highly doubt that, actually. Nope. Iron Man 3, holy cow, that was, like, the best Iron Man movie to date. In your opinion. In my opinion, yes. Obviously. I mean, I can't speak to anybody else's opinions. I've seen a bunch of people grouching and grumbling about it. Really? Yeah. Most people don't know what they're talking about. No, they're the ones who follow the comic books pretty damn well. Okay. Besides, the book is always better. Yep. So they're they're complaining about the plot points. Probably. Okay. Okay. Oh, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed it for its, you know, its own merits, as in the witty dialogue and awesome action. Of course, you can get action in any movie, but, you know, the witty dialogue. It was definitely, definitely better than the other two Iron Man movies. Robert Downey Jr., the movie 3. Exactly. So, um, Ian. Yes. I hear that you're uh, composing and writing for some video game. Some video game, yeah, just this this little nobody who doesn't really do much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, he's from not Kentucky, I hear. He's from not Kentucky, correct. And his name is um, Tom Thompson Kristen. <laughs> Thompson for Kristen. Um, uh, decided to make a game called Wheat or the Life of Wars Wheat Bellorum, uh, where it's oh, actually. Uh, Bailey, why don't you tell me everything that he said on your guys' show? Because you announce- can't be arsed to listen to it. Well, no, I just... Because I don't know exactly what all he's told you guys, and if there's stuff that I'm probably not supposed to tell you guys, and I shouldn't. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have the link to the Kickstarter? Doesn't look like you do. Wait, he created the Kickstarter already? It's getting... Uh, it's, he's working on getting it approved. He just submitted it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's essentially... Sort of uh, like a top-down RPG. It looks like uh, like a SNES-style RPG. Yep, with so, DS graphics. Yeah. So uh, he's apparently the boss of the project and is going to be programming pretty much all of it. Um, and then Music Ian, uh, you know, will be doing the music, obviously, and apparently he'll be writing the Latin. Well, not just Latin. He asked me if I would do the story as well. Oh. So, and uh, he also uh, uh, has a graphic artist that he uh, works with on his uh, day job uh, that'll help out. So, uh, apparently he's going to be making it in uh, RPG Maker VX Ace, uh, which is that thing on Steam. Um, Steam says he's been playing that a lot, so I guess that's a good thing. He's also been playing You Need a Budget. Yes. In fact, he he was playing uh, You Need a Budget uh, during one of my podcasts like, while recording it. 
Of course, the uh, definition of playing a game by Steam standards is a little bit loose. So, yeah. well, playing a game by Steam standards, I had quit out of Blood Dragon, but I still had you play open, and Steam was still saying that I was in the middle of playing Blood Dragon. Well, yeah, it's because that's the only way that it has to know that you're playing Blood Dragon. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'll save my uh, sort of you play rant for later. Oh no, I'm I'm probably right along there with you. That it's stupid that you have to log in through two things before you can even access the game. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, apparently this RPG maker uses Ruby, so... Sounds fun. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, what else there is to it. Uh, apparently it looks like he has a new video up there. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, as far as I can tell, the video is just say is just him explaining the project a little bit, and then saying, "Hey, can you give me funding, please?" But it'll actually be. Um, did he reveal any of the story on your guys' show? No, he just said that there'd be a bunch of turrets. Okay, and the, something, something <laughs> about the dream world and something else because heaven and hell were busy. Actually, I suppose I'm not 100 percent sure when it comes to that stuff. Um, he uh, mentioned that this is something that he's always wanted to do since uh, apparently he was a dungeon master back in the day. Yep. So. Well, the story is, or the story that he's wanting is based off of a campaign that he ran. Actually, yes. where okay, so there's a bunch of ancient weapons called turres, um, singular turres, uh, which is the Latin word for tower. Um, turres is plural, and. You were chosen to wield one of these things, and each time you kill enemies, and especially the Turres, um, your your particular weapon gains it or absorbs their strength and their power and goes str- grows stronger bit by bit. How exactly you're going to wield an entire tower as a weapon, I have no idea as of yet. Um, With one hand. I know, right? Um, so we'll... We'll let him reveal stuff like that later when when it comes up. Um, but music-wise, I guess there really isn't much to say. I mean, I'm going to be. I don't necessarily. We don't necessarily have the funds to do live recordings. But the um, the program that I want to get, the music notation software that I want to get, which will allow me to actually do music notation stuff. So maybe as like a Kickstarter reward, we could include sheet music for the stuff. Um, but it also has really, really, really high quality um, uh, playback options where the samples for these playbacks um, were actually recorded by the London Symphony. Nice. So it'll, it'll actually sound like a legitimate orchestra as opposed to just computerized sounds. Yeah. So, but so I'm I, downloading what I think is the demo right now. Yeah, that, that, that still has a lot <laughs> more to go. Um at least the version that I played. He, there were still a few monsters around the starting town, but there was a lot of dialogue that hadn't even happened. I found another town with um, a dungeon in it, went into the dungeon, found the boss of the dungeon, and the boss was just... It was currently just a sprite that was sitting there. There wasn't any way to interact with it. So, it was like, <laughs> oh. But again, it's a work in progress. So, I mean, what well, can... Of course. It's a game without money right now. Yep, right now. Thank God for student discounts. I also so, love it how um, when I go to Google Translate and I and I type in uh, Vita Bellorum, it comes up with Wars of Life, which is that, the opposite of the Life of Wars. 
Uh, <laughs> Thank stupid you, Google Translate. Translate. <laughs> well, the words of that are in there somewhere. Trust me, it's the life of wars. I'm the one that he was like, hey, what, what's the word for this? 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 And I'm like, this, 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 and this. Okay, how would you say this? This. Okay. Trust the guy who studied Latin for six years. I, I do. When it comes to a simple music. phrase like this. Tongues for Latin. <laughs> so another good movie that I just watched <laughs> was Silence of the Lambs, and you just made me think of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Have you seen the sequel yet? No, I haven't, and I've and I also hear that there's a TV show going on right now, hmm. um, Hannibal, that's actually started in like April that I really need to start watching, and I th- I think the episodes are available like online for free to watch on NBC.com or whoever the network is that did that. Hmm. I haven't seen the TV show, but the movie, the next movie in the series is one called Red Dragon, mm-hmm. and it stars the same guy who played Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. I don't remember exactly his name. But, yeah, holy cow, that movie is just sort of mind-fucking a half. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's what I've been hired on to do. And I'm excited for the stuff that this will mean. And, I mean, it's going to take up a lot of time, but thankfully the summer is going to be here soon. But even then, I'm not really going to have any time over that. Uh, so. <laughs> Camp. Thank God I'm not a CF anymore. I don't know. But I'll see what I can do, and it'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, shall I move on to listener feedback? Do it. All right. So, Savannah, we got oh, we got we got comments from someone other than the Bayleaf. Yeah, because I told her to actually comment. <laughs> All right. But so she just gave one. Did she just give one comment or? Yes, just one okay. comment. And it goes, the beeping over the swearing bothers me more than actual swearing. Which, I suppose I can understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's out there now. Thanks for, I, thanks for actually being someone other than Andrew Bailey and commenting. We appreciate it. It gives us more than one views and it actually gives us some context to things. <laughs> um, well, speaking of. Hey, there's a bunch of feedback from a guy named Andrew Bailey. Andrew, would you like to read those? Uh, I sure would, and, and and we'll like respond to them like as if we were actually having a conversation with the guy who gave the feedback. Oh yeah, Half Life Two Deathmatch. Yes, that was a favorite for me and my friends. It's much easier to set up servers for that than Far Cry ever was. Crossbows, dude. Revolvers are way overpowered. One hit kill headshot and uber accurate even at distance. Yes, the the revolver and the crossbow are my two favorite guns in that game. And I started out, you know, trying to find the revolver pretty much every time. But then I figured out that the guys that I were playing with were actually good enough where, you know, after I hit them once with the revolver, which usually wouldn't kill them, usually it's like a two-shot, um, they would, you know, just start dodging and I wouldn't be able to hit them again. Um, so I switched to the crossbow whenever I could find it because the crossbow actually is a one-shot kill pretty no much anywhere in the body <laughs> unless they have, like, tons of shields. Oh, God, do you remember that 9-11 map that we found oh. at one time. <laughs> Let's so, not talk about that. But no, it's, there, there's one thing we're talking about. Okay. And that was just <clears throat> something kind of amusing that I remember doing with you is we would jump off the towers, or jump off the tops of each tower, and then on our way down, we had a crossbow battle. But the thing is, is so we would aim at each other, 
and nothing would actually happen. Yeah, we couldn't hit each other. Because what would happen is is we would aim at it, and then instead of being the regular curve and arc, or being able to move fast enough, it would. so we'd be falling like this, and the bolt would look like it was curving up because we were just falling so fast. And acor- <laughs> according to physics, I mean, you know, the bolts should have been falling at the same velocity as we were, but... Well, we know physics doesn't work in that game. You knocked me off a tower once. I ended up landing in a teleporter, teleporting right behind you and killing you. <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was awesome. And yeah. actually, I mean, as physics goes, so the Source Engine is very good with physics. Usually. Usually. It just but, bugs out on some edge cases like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, in, in that map, they did turn off, like, fa- like most of the fall damage, because we got to the bottoms of those towers, and we were fine. No, I think fall damage, there's just a max, and we found it. <laughs> so, no, then, I, I've, I've definitely then, died due to fall damage before. So then, then there was this other map that uh, was on some public server, but it was, like, mostly flat, with, like, four towers on a corner of a square. Mm-hmm. And I always remember, like, going out there, you know, getting weapons on the flat area because that's where they all were, naturally. And one of my friends was, like, super good at pretty much any kind of shooter. So if you saw him, you were already dead. Yeah. So annoying. Sounds like Oliver, kind of. So, yeah, so I turned my phone off for the podcast. Uh, Remember that one time? uh, Apparently it was in the Fringe 34, and also happened in one of my podcasts, The Apple Structure. And to that I say, Andrew Bailey, you have a freakishly good memory. Well... I just search for a podcast that I'm not on. Right. So, or rather, podcasts that I'm on that are not my own. So. But you managed to find, like, you know, the the spot half an hour in on the episode where Ian's phone went off. Hey, I have a backup script. I can do these things. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah, because Ryan uh, doesn't like to pay for the bandwidth. <laughs> Anyways, uh, lol, lol, not sure if HOTS is a better acronym or not. I got the hats for you. It, honestly, it's, either way, it's just kind of weird and silly, so it's probably about the same. Yeah. So, um, let's see, I'm, I forget when exactly it was mentioned, but, uh, the game, the game, probably, the game I regret buying the most is not the game that I have that I hate the most. I regret buying Rage the most. But the game that I hate, that I have that I hate the most, is Bioshock. I was told that it was an RPG, but it totally is not. And I probably would have not have bought it anyway. Although I might have, because I had money to burn at the time. You don't like Bioshock? Get out now. It was... Get out! Overpromised. And it... Overpromised? Yes, it, it said it was an RPG. People kept on saying, it's an RPG. It's totally not an RPG. It has RPG elements. It's still not an RPG. So, are you going to say that uh, Borderlands is not an RPG? Borderlands it's an RPG shooter. is an RPG. Borderlands is an RPG shooter. There's, there's, it's sort of a cross-class one. Yeah, Borderlands is definitely driven by numbers, you know, like uh, attributes and skills and stuff. Bioshock is not. Also, it's still also, 96 on Metacritic. Also, um. Borderlands has something called an inventory. Borderlands. Take that RPG elements. So doesn't uh, Bioshock only let you carry two weapons? That kind of jumps over to shooter. Hmm? Oh, okay. No, that was Bioshock. Okay, Bioshock Infinite only lets you carry two weapons. 
Never mind. Yeah, no, the first Bioshock lets you have all the weapons and all the plasmids. You can just only equip a certain couple at every now and then. And those are only the plasmids that you have to worry about. Otherwise, so, you have access to all the weapons. So now a uh, sort of crash course in computer science and shit. That shit was hilarious. I agree, that digital world does not implement a garbage collector. Uh, I guess it was deemed too resource-intensive for all the embedded systems that run the place, even though reclaiming the shit would would yield resources, except that would depend on if the underlying platform supports coroutines. Hmm, coroutine-based garbage collection. Someone needs to research that shit. That sentence is giving me mental constipation. Because you can't get all the shit out your head? Mm-hmm. But, um, psh. Um, Flash was one of the supported platforms of Unity, not the other way around. Somehow, I think you were thinking that you could take a Flash game and play it in Unity. Um, well, yes. But, and no. Well, not in the way that you're saying it, no. But, like, they would be able to take a Flash game and port it into Unity. Uh, No. I think it would be the other way around. You make a game in Unity, then export it to Flash. Oh, okay. Like you would, you know, sort of export it to run on Windows or Linux or what have you. Gotcha, okay. So This is programming jargon. I have no idea what's going on. So, Buckface... I I know that you you can have a Flash game and port it to Windows. Because there are lots of games on Steam that started out as Flash games and are, you know, now... They would, don't run on Flash. Well, they would have to be sort of remade. Yeah. So, or maybe done in error or something. So, Buckface, you are going to be leaving podcasts to watch TV shows forever. Yeah, people just need to stop making stuff for a while so that I can catch up with the world. Yeah, I got gigabytes of stuff to go through. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I tried to play a YouTube video of that new water effect, but that in Fios, well, you know. Uh, does it have the same problem that I pointed out on my blog? So, the position-based water is more about how the water moves than about light effects through the water, so I, I think that these are completely separate issues. Uh, um, um, yeah, I don't think that it'll change distortion of objects or anything like that. Yeah, because uh, I was, you know, it's, I'm still epically disappointed in that if I look down into the water... And, like, if I'm in a boat or on a dock, the edges of the thing that I'm on will look wavy. So, I, I've never noticed that in any game, but I'll have to keep my eye out for it. Yeah. So, um, i do the robot. Would you do the robot? I don't even remember what context this was in. Uh, some, something about doing the robot, obviously. But, you know, uh, are we talking about dancing? No. No, it was uh, actually doing the nasty with the robot. Oh, yeah. As is suggested by the picture that you threw up there. Well, yes, the, uh, yeah, the picture on here is of, uh, Legion with... Draw me like one of your French bats. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... But I, I can't say that I would do Legion because I already have Tally. Sorry. So, I guess on the weekends, uh, you can notice a rather neat arrangement on the, uh, homepage of the Nexus.tv, uh, without the dash now, um, where, you know, uh, at the Nexus had number 73, control structure at 23, and 8-bit at 33. Uh, coming up this Saturday, which was yesterday, AT and 74, control structure 24, and 8-bit 34. So, I'm surprised that nobody's noticed that before. Uh, 
Also, I, mean, I, I know that Matt likes it when you know they're all three of them are just lined up perfectly in the in the three by three grid. Although somehow I think that Google might look down on that as like repeated content, but well, I mean they're all at least ten apart, so mm-hmm. uh, or or uh, you know stuff can happen and uh, everything can be the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so music, Ian, you need to get a better Microsoft. Sounds almost like a Bluetooth Microsoft. I didn't Bluetooth. Honestly, that just sounds like a toxic fart. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and Ryan keeps on saying that he sounds different, but I really don't notice it. Me neither. He's just um, crazy. Un- unlike that, uh, let's see, the last ATN fringe, like it totally went echoey for the last 15 minutes. Mm. Hmm. So, um,. Let's see, I let's see. I think uh, your guest last week uh, pointed this out. Um, apparently, Ryan was SSHing into several computers at once. Um, yeah. I agree. That, I say that's awesome, but I don't have the need to go into more than one or two systems at a time. So, then again, I really don't have more than uh, two Linux systems. So, how sad. I don't have any Linux systems. So, well, so. you don't. You don't really need to worry about that kind of thing, though, because you don't ever have to deal with developers sending you .shs. This is true. Speaking of which, you should go get the download script. Me? Yeah. Why? We'll talk about it later. Okay. Fringe time. Fringe time. Stop. um, I'll stop infringing on our time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, um, apparently Ryan had drilled a hole into a motherboard. Like, just a random hole, and it still works. But apparently that was, uh, like, for a heat sink or something. The, I believe the, it. The, the way he said it is just like, yeah, I just drilled a hole into it. It's like, well, just anywhere? <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't work. Sounds like fun. Just don't cut yourself. So, anyways. Yeah, so that's it for um, the listener feedbacks. Everybody who wants to, uh, you know, give us feedback on the show, make sure you go to the, uh, the website and click uh, the contact button. But and, after uh, you're done listening to this. Well, yes. Because, you know, it would create a new page and suddenly you'd lose your spot in this podcast. Yeah, that's that's true. If you're listening to this thing on the website itself, yeah. I've I've heard someone mention that to me before. Just write the stuff down, you know, in a different window or something, and then uh, copy and paste it over. Yeah, that's what I do. Go. So headlines. <clears throat> Notch, who is the creator of Minecraft and one of the most influential people in the world, has released a free Unity game called Drop. It was inspired by Fez, Super Hexagon, and a section of the ceiling in his apartment. Seems legit. A section of ceiling in his apartment? Hmm. Yep. I guess they must have fancy ceilings over there in Sweden land. Well, I'm surprised that he lives in an apartment. Oh, yeah, don't you? Well, I guess that's more Minnesota and Muddy, and then the... Oh, God damn it, I can't keep my... I can never keep my accent straight! I know, it's hilarious. <laughs> Eventually, right. it'll just become Scottish. Or Irish. Yeah. Or British. Somewhere in those islands over there. So, you, you, you start out somewhere else, and then you just kind of migrate over to those three and start cycling around. <laughs> Pretty much. Even if I try to keep it with Soviet Russia. Well, no, I suppose in Russia I can keep it straight, but that is all. Just like my vodka. Doke, comrade. A game called Game Developer Tycoon was created by an indie studio who intentionally released the two torrent sites. The catch, consumers in the pirated, ver- 
our town is going into Indian. What the hell? Did <laughs> 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 you come again? They're, they catch the consumers in the pirated version pirate game so much that the player eventually goes bankrupt. Then you get hilarious forum posts asking for help with the people pirating games in a pirated game. Which is pretty meta. All the meta. Yeah, how devious of them. Now, I could do an Indian accent, uh, considering that I worked with a lot of them for a few years, but I'm not going to. I probably did a pretty poor Indian accent. So, uh, Frozen Synapse, a game that I haven't played, is coming to an iPad, something I don't have, on May 16th, which hasn't come yet. And Android... (laughs) (laughs) Frozen Synapse is coming to iPad on May 16th, and an Android version is in the works. This game is the Ian's favorite simultaneous turn-based strategy game, which is one of the longest genre names ever. Just indeed, it is. I haven't played it. Okay, yeah. Buckface's favorite simultaneous turn-based strategy game. Well, I mean, Ian, if you could name a simultaneous turn-based strategy game that you like better than Frontus and Synapse, go ahead. Sim 5? That's not simultaneous. That's straight-up turn-based. I don't know. You can plan out your turns for a long while, and then you're game just takes care of them for you. Well, yeah, but, like, the, the enemy units don't move at the exact same time as yours do. That's true, that's true. So, um, Watch Dogs is a pretty far away. Um, it's coming out on November 19th. They just announced the, uh, the release date. That's not that far away. That's only about four months. Well, or not four, six. Yeah, that's a little ways away. It's, it's only a lot a farther year. than May 16th. Yeah, it's only a half year, though. Anyway. So, in celebration of this, Ubisoft has released a trailer. And we're going to watch it. To the YouTubes. Yeah, okay, I'm excited for that game, admittedly. Oh, yeah. So, a listing on an Irrational Games animator's LinkedIn profile suggests that Bioshock Infinite DLC will have a new AI companion. Hopefully this doesn't mean that Elizabeth won't be present. Yeah. Airtight Games, the makers of Quantum Conundrum, are working on an Ouya exclusive called Soul Fjord. 
it's a rhythm-based roguelike that mashes up North myth- no- oh, I can't even talk. Norse mythology with 70s funk music, and I'm hooked. <laughs> I don't know if this sounds horrible or wonderful. I, I loved how they uh, they described their decision-making process. They were like, well, you know, half the team wanted to do a, uh, a, riz- a rhythm-based roguelike and, you know, based on 70s funk music, and the other half of the uh, team wanted to do Norse mythology, and we couldn't decide which one to do, so we did both of them. Hmm. <laughs> And there's a there's a really nice um, video that goes along with it. Um, the the devs explaining kind of you know the concept behind the uh, the game. So you should go and watch that if you're interested. I'll definitely have to. All right. So we loved the first jazzy trailer, not real jazz, um, for yeah. Leviathan warships, and they've come back for round two. Oh God, why? <laughs> because it's great. By the way, this uh, this game just released not too long ago. It may have been this week, in fact. So yeah. But smooth jazz isn't real jazz. It's okay. I don't think it's actually in the game. Kenny G. It's supposed to be a relaxing kind of music. Why can't you just relax, music Ian? Relax, take off your shirt, you know, just kind of unwind. Because I've been... Well, I can take off my shirt. That's not too difficult. But I've been been trained to be a music snob. Always a little bit elitist. Peggy 7. So, it looks like Nintendo has Mm. finally figured out the name Wii U... Probably Back again with some more smooth sailing with your favorite boat game, Leviathan Warships, from the cats of Paradox, Pieces, and me, Yaz Boatman. Gamer, meet Leviathan. Leviathan, meet Gamer. Leviathan Warships is the tip-top $10 turn-based tablet ship-shaped favorite of big boat battles done on four ports from PCs to pewters to two types of tablets for realsies, good dealsies. Gimme that. Did I mention there were boats? But don't take it from me. After all, I was good, but baby, you were boater. I'm not even gonna wait for a sale. Day one purchase. This game looks like a hull of a good time. High tide a game like this came along, you can't afford not to buy it. Do you think there'll be a port? You bocha. I'm not buying this ship. Why not? Ship is what this game's all about. Hmm. Naval. Four player co op. You got a ticket to the friendship. You can name your ships. I name mine Tortilla Ship. Get your red wine. Slip into your favorite bathrobe. Draw yourself a bath. Bring your tablet. Don't plug it in. And the best part is, it's on sale now. A good game sells itself. I know. It's never as special as the first time. Doesn't mean you can't do it again. Every single thing that he said in that trailer was a pun. I love Pretty it. Pretty damn wonderful. <laughs> now, you see, uh, I didn't get that video because YouTube doesn't work on Fios. I, I really don't know what you mean, man. It, like, how is that even possible? And it says in the show notes video. It might also be because I'm writing no script. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we go on? Mm, of course. No. Looks like Nintendo has finally figured out that the name Wii U probably wasn't the best idea. 
They have released a message on Wii consoles to remind people that the Wii U is an entirely new system, not just an upgrade for the Wii. Yeah. Good job, Nintendo. Yeah, because, like, all their marketing material just had this, like, handheld thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Forced Feedback has had a pretty long history in video games, from uh, arcade machines that move in response to your actions to controllers that rumble. With mobile devices, however, that doesn't really happen. A PhD student is trying to bring this back by using electrical currents to actuate your muscles and make you have to push against the force of your own muscles. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's that, that. That could have some from from someone who knows stuff about nerves. That well, could have they're, some. They're medically they're medically compliant. Mm. Don't worry about mm. it. <laughs> oh boy. They just make your muscles tense a little bit. Mm. Actually, if they get that to work, that'll be really freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. But, but until then, it's just oh god. Why? Also, uh, oh. ESEA, a competitive game anti-cheat client, accidentally introduced malware to the program that used customers' GPUs to mine bitcoins. In total, three million or no, three thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars and fifty-five cents worth of bitcoins were mined, and ESEA have promised to add that much money to the prize pot for the season fourteen league. Donate twice that much to the American Cancer Society and give a free month of ESEA premium to members who are premium members during April. Oops. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, if if you had this stuff and uh, you know people were actually noticing that the GPUs were running hot when they weren't doing anything. Yeah, that's that's how it got caught. Was one yeah. guy was just like, "Why the heck? What?" You know. Yeah. So, also, I like the fact that the show turned completely shirtless and nobody said anything about it until. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Well, studio guy <laughs> isn't cooperating. Right. Well, studio guys, it's not that he's not cooperating. He looks to be not there, pretty much. Oh, no, never mind. He is. One he's... of us. One, One of us. us. One, One of us. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, showing us some skin, but not enough. Yeah, Take he's... it all off. Yeah, right. studio guy is like a turtle. He won't come out of his shirt. Take it all off. <laughs> so Utilize all that photosynthesis. <laughs> anyway, all that skin. That's an old joke. I haven't heard that one in a long time. For those of you who don't know, the joke is is that Ryan, our studio guy, doesn't eat, nor does he sleep. He simply photosynthesizes by his computer light. Yep. Which, in all honesty, does seem kind of true still. But Well, he has a pizza fund, so I don't know how true that is anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all for Matt. I don't think he has it anymore because he stole it. <laughs> I keep it back. Shh. So, anyways, uh, Story Bundle is a site similar to the Humble Bundle that sells books by indie authors on a pay-what-you-want model. They just came out with a video game bundle, so go check it out. So it's confirmed, guys. Call of Duty Ghosts is coming out on November 5th, and they'll be making an appearance at the Xbox event later this month. Meh. Exactly. So it's the same game. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, Silent Enemy is a game for the makers of Popo and Yo about bullying. The protagonist is a young boy on a quest to find springtime, and the enemies take the form of crow beings. So, a class action lawsuit is being brought against both Sega and Gearbox for false advertisement of aliens' colonial marines. Gearbox is calling bullshit. So, out of all of the governments in the world, you probably wouldn't expect South Korea's to be hostile to video games. 
However, they just introduced a bill that will put online games in the same category as drugs, alcohol, and gambling based on their addictive qualities. Really? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Kind of. I mean... I thought StarCraft was their national sport. It pretty much is. That and, like, speed skating, right? <laughs> Maybe it's all games except for StarCraft. I mean, well, I I saw I saw in the article the phrase online games, which would include StarCraft, I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I remember one time when uh, North Korea shelled that one island. Like it was one of their ministers or something, you know, was asking the other one, "Why did you not, you know, respond fast?" And he said, "Dude, this isn't StarCraft." <laughs> in a government like meeting or something. Dude, I don't need to have high actions per minute. This is IRL, man. IRL's pretty chill. You bomb shit, nobody cares. Especially if this is Leviathan warships. <sighs> anyway. Ships. It's all about the ships. Boatloads of them. I need to ship my shirt. <laughs> anyway. Um, Neon Cat and Keyboard Cat both appear in the Scribblenauts game. And the creators of those memes are now suing Warner Brothers. Hmm. So Borderlands Two. Uh, speaking of Gearbox, uh, Borderlands. Borderlands. You can say it your way, uh, but I say it. Borderlands Two is getting a new DLC in June called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, and I wonder if this is going to be included in that season pass. I'm not sure. I. Th- I think we may have already gotten all of the DLCs that were part of the season well, pass. They they said four, right? Yeah, and I'm not, and I don't remember how many have come out so far. I'm I'm pretty sure only three have. Okay. Oh, Steam. <laughs> so in the meantime, uh, here's a new take on time-based puzzle games. Forty-two light years will allow you to manipulate time within a specific area of your choosing to affect changes within the world. So, if you come across a collapsed bridge, you can reverse time on that bridge until it's whole again. The game is being crowdfunded right now. So, Kickstarter and Indiegogo? It's only on Indiegogo. Okay. Alright, so, have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I had more buttons to press than the ones on my mouse and keyboard? Well, pretty soon you'll be able to do that with the stink. Stinky Gaming Footboard. It has four buttons for you to press with your feet and costs $129 or $32.25 per button. Seems kind of like a scam to me. (laughs) So, a group called Venom claims to have broken the Wii U's encryption and have posted a full ISO of Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth disc online. That didn't take too long. I mean, the Wii U came out in, what, December? Or something. Yeah, so it's been, it's been about six months, and they have already uh, broken the encryption. Well, DRM is bad, because Richard yeah. Stallman says it's bad. Because Richard Stallman is uh, concerned with the, you know, console industry. Totally. Well, it's still software. Yeah. It is, yeah. So if you're a gamer who is... Really? Sorry. Really? <laughs> I'm getting We're... a call. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of uh, telephones, so if you're a gamer who is tired of spending all that time and energy changing discs in your Xbox, what can you do? Well, you could always build yourself a Lego Robotics carousel that will change the discs for you. Not that, you know, any of us use discs anymore. Yeah. So, hey, uh, do you remember Steam being on Linux? Yes. 
So it turns out that Portal, Portal 2, and Left for Bed, Left for Dead 2 <laughs> are finally on Linux natively. So, you know, I guess I can put those on my uh, Linux laptop now. Okay, so I'll have to speed read this, and then i got to go take care of something. Okay. An EVE player hacked the economy. He bought a lot of something worthless, one ISK, so he controlled the market of this commodity. Then he put one for sale for a billion ISK. He controlled, er, he bought it, so that jacked up the average selling price to something that was formerly worthless, thereby causing a sort of economic meltdown. It also majorly jacked up loyalty points earned by players when, the, when they blow up ships. So I guess this would also encourage more warfare. Yeah. You get more points for blowing people up. So, yeah, war is uh, good for the economy. <laughs> so GameStop will stop accepting uh, sure PS2-related trade-ins on June 1st of this year. I remember being really disappointed when they stopped accepting Game Boy Color games. Hmm. Because that was my my first um, console. Well, so uh, now that we lost uh, Music Ian... <laughs> Maybe I should do my review of Assassin's Creed 3 Redemption. That sounds like a good idea. Since he, yeah, half of the people who played Blood Dragon are no longer here. So, Music um, Ian. <laughs> so, out of the three... Um, parts of this DLC, you know, the Tyranny of King Washington, the third part, the Redemption, uh, is definitely the best. Um, so if you if you missed out on the first two and, you know, you're you're vaguely interested in the concept of, of seeing what the world would be like when, when George Washington is king, uh, you should definitely just pick up the third one. Skip the first two, pick up the third one because it is so much better. It, uh, it starts off with, you know, some naval battles, which are definitely like the best thing in Assassin's Creed 3. Um, so I I've heard. Of, yeah. I kind of wish that they had spent a little bit more time on the naval battles, but, you know, I mean, we've got a plot to move along and only, you know, two hours to do it because it's a pretty short DLC. Um, they also kind of threw in a little uh, connection to Assassin's Creed 4 because Connor was telling uh, one of the other ki- characters about his grandfather who, you know, used to sail with a pretty rough crowd. and But that's a, a story for another time. Is literally what he said. <laughs> um, so, so um, what were the other two about? Well, the not much really. Um, I you know, I saw that you were fighting mannequins in the one. Yes, that was great. I uh, I came across a few character models that didn't have any textures whatsoever. Um, but yeah, the the plot line I guess was um, in the first one. You know, Connor uh, wakes up. And suddenly his mother's there, and he's all confused about what's going on. And apparently, you know, Washington uh, got this piece of Eden, the apple of Eden, and he's taken over, and he's the king. And um, uh, allegedly, the world is a terrible place now, but you never really see that. Like, I mean, you know, you see one church burning, and, and you know, that's about it. Um, you know, seeing one church burning, you've seen them all. Pretty much. And, I mean, the, the fact that all of the villagers were inside the church, that doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, you're running around trying to, um, trying to get to where King Washington is so that you can, like, steal his scepter and everything, but you never get there until the third game, until the third part, which is this one. Um, and in this one, you know, you're in New York City, which is his capital, and he's built this giant pyramid to, you know, to his own, uh, his own might, and actually it was flat on top, it was kind of weird. 
Um, but I guess so I like can make Mayan pyramid. Kind of. It looked exactly uh, like an Egyptian. Them, it, yeah, it was exactly like an Egyptian pyramid, but it was flat on top, and they had to do that so that you could have a cool boss battle on the top of it. Uh huh. Naturally. And, yeah, of course. Naturally. Um. So you know. Walking around New York City, I actually got to see the effects of his rule. You know, everybody was starving, and, and you know, I actually uh, felt sorry for these people, and I got to see this this nice, lovely speech of, that George made about, you know, hey, you know, you guys are all sacrificing for the cause, and it's great, and I'm humbled by it, and we're going to go kick England's butt. And I was kind of inclined to, you know, just let him continue and see what happened, you know, with him trying to take over England. But he was being a dick about everything, so, you know, I kind of had to kill him. <laughs> well, it was made by Canadians. So. Oh, yeah. Um, they're the rudest people on the face of the earth. <laughs> Break your nose and they'll just say sorry. Sorry. Not even sorry, but sorry. Um, have, you, have you been a boat Canada, eh? <laughs> have you been in a boat up in Canada, eh? You no, know, you should you should thank us, Andrew, because us Minnesotans were the ones who keep the Canadians at bay. We keep them placated enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that's strange because I saw several Ontario license plates just today. <laughs> you guys aren't doing your jobs. <laughs> there must be a back way in. I blame New York. I blame Toronto. I blame Michigan. Yeah, those guys. Michigan. They don't do their jobs, especially I, with those I Upper blame- Peninsula people. I blame Ontario. Anyway. I blame America's hat. <laughs> so, um, in the third game, in the, the, the third part of this DLC, they also, um, they also added incentives to go and, uh, actually do a few of the side quests. Cause in the first, in the first two, you know, there are a bunch of side quests out there, but I had absolutely no reason to do them. Like, ah, feed this, uh, starving citizen. Good job. You get, you know, a few more arrows, but I wasn't using any arrows, so there was, like, no point in me doing it. It was really silly. Um, however, in this one, you had to go and do several of the side quests in order to uh, encourage civil unrest, and until you had enough civil unrest, you wouldn't be able to um, take over Washington's stronghold because the rebellion wouldn't be strong enough. So, you guys are really distracting. It's a turtle. It's a stink bug. <laughs> it's a turtle bug. Um, so yeah, you, I got to do things like uh, beat up heralds and make them tell the truth about Washington, or assassinate officers, or uh, you know, go and destroy some cannons or whatever. Um, yeah. As with the uh, the first two DLCs, you get a new spirit animal power in this one, and. Um, the, this time it's the bear power. So the first one was wolf, then there was eagle, and now there's bear. And the bear power is pretty awesome because when you use it, you just like smash the ground and you deal a huge amount of damage in, in the immediate area around you. Um, so it's really nice crowd control. And they also had a few, not really puzzles, but like situations where you had to use that on like objects in the environment in order to uh, progress. Um, and they actually, they actually mashed up, you know, the three different, um, abilities, uh, in several areas. Uh, cause like, there was this, uh, they had several parts where you had to use, um, the eagle power to fly to the next, like, to the next ledge, but you couldn't, but the ledge was out of your range until you, like, jumped. So you were basically jumping out into thin air, and if you missed and didn't make the eagle fly, you would die. 
Sounds like most video games. Also, I'm okay with the bear being stupidly OP. I mean, yeah. it's not as if my spirit animal is the bear or anything. Oh, I see that. Um, yeah, and they they had you know a pretty uh, a pretty good boss battle at the end, and that you know utilized all three of the uh, the animal powers. Um, and then the ending of the game was was pretty good because they tied it back into the real uh, the real world. However, or was it just fantasy? Well, it's sort it's it was it was kind of more like a vision, I guess. Um, because it gave, you know, George Washington the lesson not to become king. And that was what kind of the last cutscene was about. You didn't get my reference at all. No, I, what were you saying? You said real world. I mean, I changed it up, it up a little bit, and I said something about fantasy. Is this the it. real life? Is it just oh, fantasy? Okay. <sighs> nope, I, I wasn't thinking about Queen. Freddie Mercury. of Fanta. So, um, the things that I have to complain about this DLC are, um, I realized how lazy it was of Ubisoft to s- literally just switch the roles of the blue coats and red coats. Like, you know, it makes sense, sure, for King Washington's men to kind of have the same blue coat look as the rebels did in the, in the core game. Um, but you'd think that their uniforms would be at least a little bit nicer. And then it really doesn't make sense for the people who are trying to rebel against King Washington to literally be wearing red coats. Like, that's the worst thing for the rebels to wear. Ian, did you have to do that? You just, that was the microphone. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Stop breaking your Microsoft. Oh, speaking of Microsofts, there was this one scene where Connor's voice sounded really weird, and I'm pretty sure it was because the microphone that they were using to record the lines was having issues. And, you know, you really would think that they'd have nice equipment because this is a triple-A game and everything. But apparently not. Nope. Um, not no matter. The, uh, the final cutscene was, you know, your typical terrible pre-rendered thing that was, like, in 480p and looked worse than the actual game did. And it, I was pretty disappointed by that. I blame you, Buckface. Oh, yeah, it's all my fault. Always. You know, but you know whose fault is the uh, 20 minutes of credits at the end? That's all Ubisoft's fault. Andrew Bailey's. It's all on them. I blame you for the music. <laughs> Actually, the, the soundtrack for <laughs> these DLCs was way better than the core game. Which huh? pleasantly surprising. I, <laughs> I still blame you. Okay. I'll take that blame if it's good. So yeah, at, at $8, I would definitely suggest um, picking up the... Uh, Tyranny of King Washington, the Redemption, because it's it's definitely the best one of the three. But there's an even better DLC. <laughs> DLC. Standalone DLC. Mm, I'm not sure if this would even qualify for the DLC since it's standalone. Not well, even really, just because it's. The definition of DLC, though, is that it wasn't released on disc. Mm. So I'm pretty sure this is DLC. So technically speaking, it's DLC, but in actuality, the game is so far from Far Cry that it's not really... Okay, so that stink bug that was on my pen is now on my monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Whose face is it crawling on? Uh, It's crawling on your drawers, like below your TV. Oh. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is so so awesome. Uh, Where is it? There. Anyways. It would help if Buckface wasn't talking anymore. 
I'm sorry, you could have said something. Okay, fine, Where I will it? say Hang something. Yeah, it's Wait, going I, up eh. <laughs> Where is it? Eh, this way, this way, eh. No, 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 I'm going to get it first. Oh, <laughs> to the edge. No! Oh, this is too much fun. Alright, should we get to the uh, the thing that everyone's been waiting for? Your hairy chest? Uh, no, the other thing. Oh, the blood dragon. Yes! Ah, that one. I mean, that isn't my hairy chest? I don't think you have hair on your chest. Girl. Great, now we're going to get Please. it close up. Well, I can tell you that I don't have any, and I don't think I need to prove it. I can tell you from grabbing it. He doesn't have any. Please don't grab it. That hurts. Is it like just grabbing your chest? There's like no give on this thing. I suppose whenever I grab onto your chest, I just kind of grab your whole side and under your armpits, So I guess it's a little fleshy up here. Yes, I am definitely feeling up my own pecs. <laughs> So, let's talk about Blood Dragon, for real. <laughs> Felling up my own pecs. Alright, so. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. So, just a little background on this. The only other Far Cry game I have is Far Cry. Wow. So, in fact, Far Cry was so good, I bought it twice because I wore out the disc on the first copy. Mm. So That's impressive. But, uh, Did you not like the sequels or something, or? Uh, I just really didn't get around to them. Mm. You know, you know, I've definitely heard very good things about Far Cry 3. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not exactly sure how, like, the gameplay structure is set up, but uh, I hear the wildlife is very dangerous. Yes. Um, so, oh, Blood wait. Dragon... For Blood Dragon, the wildlife is rather dangerous. Well, also for Far Cry 3. Like, I hear, like, tigers can, like, take out a base or something. <laughs> so, um... As you might imagine, there are uh, blood dragons, the titular characters. Um, not that. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was good. So, Ian puts the tits in titular. <laughs> I kind of purposely said that. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, you know you're comfortable with yourself if... So, scattered around the island and nearby are uh, garrisons that uh, I'm not sure if you need to liberate, but the uh, loading screen says that they're awesome for all sorts of reasons, but don't mention why in particular. Um, if you die, you respawn at the nearest one. And they, well, at least according to that, the, the loading screen also says, if you die, you will respawn at the uh, nearest garrison, and hopefully you've cleared it out beforehand. So, well, I've so, died. I've died near an enemy one, and uh, I think it just like reloaded the mission outside. Yeah. So, since like they're kind of dynamic, if you go up to an enemy garrison, like it sort of, uh, you know, does a emergent uh, quest, if you will. Yep. That tells you to clear it all out. So, to clear it all out, you generally have like three options. One, you can sneak in and like take everyone out with uh, by stabbing them in the back or whatever. Bows. Uh, you can go in full guns blazing, and often there's a third option, which is to disable the shield generators uh, that keep the blood dragons out. So even Laser lizards. So even if you go in, you know, if you scout this whole base out, and you see that there are no blood dragons in the base or outside of it, blowing up the generator 
is just like, lol, dragon, boop, in the base. And they just, like, spawn there? Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. So, you know, like, suddenly, like, uh, there's a dragon nearby, and, oh, it's in the base. So you can, you can choose to uh, take down a lot of really weak enemies or take down one big-ass enemy who may or may not be all the way dead. Also, by the way, with the um, the blood dragons, each time you kill it, it gives you 5,000 experience, um, plus there's an achievement for killing 25 of those things, so... Yeah, I've gotten that achievement, but... Uh, so, oh yeah, a little uh, note about uh, the blood dragons. So, uh, they're... Think something like Cyborg T-Rex that can shoot lasers out of their eyes. Yep, laser dinosaur. So... Um, these things can mess you up. Um, <laughs> Two shots, you're dead. Um, well, depending Three on how, how how far you've gotten in the game. I mean, I've gotten so many life bars that I could take, like, four hits or so. But, uh, so... Okay, so you want to know what I just did? You were talking about achievements, and I just went to look at the Steam achievements. There are none, because this is a Ubisoft game, and they're dumb. It's in Uplay achievements, which actually are kind of nice because the Uplay achievements give you points, which you can use to actually download useful things. Useful like, things like equipment in the game that I should already have? No, like soundtracks or... Wallpaper. Wallpaper. Well, I can find wallpapers all yeah. over the place. Yeah. But wait, soundtracks are available? That's a good deal. Yeah, well, at least I pre-ordered the game, so I get the whole soundtrack just because I pre-ordered. Yeah. I didn't, though I really should have. So, anyways, so this game is uh, essentially like sci-fi from the 80s. Um, oh, it's a, God, yeah. It's, it has a very dark uh, visual style, but also sort of colorful, because Neon there's a lot everywhere. of... Yes, there's a lot of glowy things. Uh, like, even like the cement barricades have like green fluorescent things on them. Oops. Let, let me just read you the description for the bow. Wow. Oh, yes, this game does have crossbows. It also has zombies. Wait, zombies? I didn't see any zombies in any of the trailers. Oops, spoilers. <laughs> but games having zombies shouldn't be spoilers now. No. Call of Duty did it, so everybody does it. Let's see. Bow, 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 bow. Okay, the description for the bow reads, It's a bow. Seriously, if you need a description of what a bow does, maybe you should stop playing. Maybe read a dictionary. People who don't know what bows are get shot in the eyeballs. But the bow isn't the future. You're whining. That's why we put neon on it. Because neon is the future. Hence, this is the bow of the future. I believe this would be an appropriate time for Ryan to put in the uh, clip, the audio clip from the tutorial, so Ryan should probably hit, like, Control-M and, like, do the thing. Waving hands, I think he's got it all good. Yeah. Okay, I see hands on keyboard. And thumbs up. Thumbs Yay, up. studio guy! Anyway. Um, Look, a distraction. So, anyways. Um, Squirrel! We got, uh, you know, lots of 80s glowy stuff around. Um, <laughs> uh, plus a few zombies and lots of giant lizards. So, when you kill human enemies, uh, you know... You know, just simply walking over them picks up their ammo, but you can pilfer them and uh, rip out their hearts and any cash they might be carrying. Which apparently they seem to carry in their hearts. 
So uh, you can only carry, like, 99 of these things around, which seems to be more than you'll ever need. I just hit 99 right before we started the show. Good for you. So, <laughs> you monster. I have all, I actually have a heart now. 99. I have 99 Plus hearts. your own, so that's 100 hearts. So, so heart you can't problems, call me heartless I anymore. For you, son. I got 99 hearts, but... Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah, okay. But you can't call me heartless anymore. So, so you get all these hearts, so what are you supposed to do with them? Well, you're supposed to throw them on the ground to attract the blood dragons to them. Mm-hmm. So you do that, and to distract human opponents, you literally throw a d20. Uh-huh. Literally, you throw a 20-sided die somewhere. Yep. I don't really... You know, like, sort of looking at it, it's not as effective as I thought it would be, because the humans don't actually run to where the dice goes. Hmm. Well, they look at it, and they sometimes mosey on over, so it's it's useful in that way sometimes. I mean, like, as someone who really likes doing stealth playthroughs, uh, when I had the bow, that was super helpful um, on the dam level, because I could lure them under a place where the snipers who were up above couldn't actually see any... Um, or see the bodies once they were dead and raise the alarm. The alarm didn't actually get raised until I was going up to where the snipers were and encountered something else, which didn't actually get any shots off, but me just stabbing it alerted one of the people, and they, then they set off the alarms, which sucked. Well, I tend to set off alarms all the time, and I think it's awesome. It means more hearts. Yes, this is true. More hearts, more cash. So, More experience. Best way to do things, kill everyone but one person. Let them set off the alarm, which will get more reinforcements over. Stay in hiding. More sneak kills, more sneak attacks. Yeah, and uh, so 80s sci-fi, there's also you know a lot of explosions. It's basically modeled after uh, like an 80s uh, B-movie, so there's lots of cheesy one-liners in this. Oh, God, yes. All delivered by Michael Bain. Well, Bain. Bain. Some, some of them. Um and then, like, there's also the descriptions in the inventory. Yes. So, um, there's plenty of innuendos in that, so you, you two should be very happy. Let's see. Uh, do you want me to go through and read all of the, um, you know, I'll read all the uh, descriptions for all the weapons. Well, do, do the upgrades, actually. Do the upgrades. Yeah, the uh, attachments. Yes, all right. Uh, just the attachments, or should I also do the, the weapons themselves? Uh, attachments are good. Okay, so for the pistol, you have the suppressor, converts the AJM-9 into a stealth weapon, and increases mobility when equipped. The laser sight, for when you need to aim at a bad guy's nuts, increases accuracy. Larger mag, because reloading is for amateurs. Max mags, increased ammo uh, ammo carry capacity. Um, Phasertron, which yes. is SMG. Yes. Light barrel, faster iron sights means faster murder. Grip. Decreases recoil to improve accuracy. Extended mag increases clip size to 120 rounds. Full auto, so you can pull the trigger and bask in the screams till it goes click. And then even larger mag increases clip size up to 180 rounds. I really want to read the descriptions for the weapons. They're just they're they're too wonderful to not. Uh, also the shotgun. Do you want to just skip to the shotgun right away? Sure. Okay. I I remember that those ones being particularly uh, cheesy. Um. What? IGN, why do you, don't you have it? What, you're reading this off of IGN? Yeah. Huh. Well. They, for some reason, they don't have all the upgrades for the shotgun up there. Well, 
let's see. Well, anyways, um, extended mag increases magazine capacity to fourteen rounds, and this is for the the sniper rifle. High powered scope for when you want to count the hairs on his head. Oops, you shot him. Fog scoop cuts through the fog like a shuriken through eyeballs. Aim stabilizer. Some gyroscope bullshit that stabilizes your aim or something. <laughs> Explosive rounds. The army way of sticking firecrackers in frogs. So, uh, I uh, mentioned earlier that I'm you know, sort of waiting for someone to show up at a convention or something uh, wearing the armor that the enemies wear. Um, it'd be also bonus points for having a vibrator on his throat so it can actually sound like him. Mm-hmm. Their helmets kind of remind me of Daft Punk. A little bit. So, and, um, see, I've played it for 12 or 13 hours, and I've already gone through it all, and pretty much all the side missions and collected everything. So, that's you know, quite a bit of time, considering that it was a 15 hour game. Yeah. Yes, the price is very right for this. Oh, and, the price is beyond right. <laughs> and, and you don't need, uh, Far Cry 3 to get it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, this makes it wonderful. So, uh, you know, I can just uh, see, uh, uh, what's his face, Yahtzee from Zero Punctuation just loving this. <laughs> so if if he makes one and he likes it, I totally called it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that this is a everybody go buy it now. Yes, pretty much. I mean, it's 15 bucks. And, you know, this is a game that is... Made to make you laugh. Yes, and, you know, doesn't make any sort of sense, mostly, but have it fun. Try to, yeah. Yeah, it, it knows that it's a game, so just go have fun, and that's exactly what it does. They must it's... have had such a great time making this. I know, right? I, I can imagine just every day at Ubisoft. All right, you want to go work on the game? Sure. I'll bring the whiskey, you bring the you bring the vodka. Let's go get started. <laughs> like, no, I'll bring the acid, you'll bring uh, the cocaine. Well, maybe a little bit of beer in there. So, yeah. Speaking of drugs... Slow down your mind, man. Have you uh, taken a look at the official merchandise store for this? No. Oh, man, you are missing out. Let me uh, find that for you. Um, okay, I'll wait till you find it, and then I'll go and check it out. All right. This is happening now. So Savannah posted on her on her Tumblr not long ago um, a uh, a bunch of uh, comparisons between different drugs and uh, and different video games. So apparently Minecraft is marijuana because it's relaxing, makes you completely lose track of time, makes you feel at one with nature, and can make you paranoid as hell. Tobacco is uh, Pokemon. You picked up the habit in high school. You keep trying to quit, but you keep getting pulled back. And uh, you're convinced that whatever brand you started with is the best. I did no. I didn't start with it in high school. I started with it in elementary school. Oh Girl well, friends. you uh, had a terrible childhood then, I guess. You know? And I don't watch TV. Smoking in in elementary school. <laughs> hey. Are you mocking me? No, I'm mocking myself. World of Warcraft is cocaine. Civilization is Adderall. Dance Dance Revolution is ecstasy. Temple Run is crack. And um, apparently Half-Life is crystal meth. (laughs) I'm not sure why Half-Life is crystal meth. I don't really see the connection, but there you go. Um, I always like to uh, 
put crack in game titles. Minecraft, Star Crack, War Crack. Well, those are all ones that ended craft anyway. No, Far Crack. Half we crack. the movie now on VHS. Oh god, yes. The movie soundtrack on 45-inch vinyl for your ears to listen. <laughs> and the hilarious thing is, is that the official washing machine is like one of the cheapest things. Right there next to the stake. And the trading cards. Yep. The most expensive thing there being... Uh, there's two things in Typha first. The shirt and the banana carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it open it up in Internet Explorer. Oh, this is just... This is horrible and wonderful at the same time. Yes. Wow, they actually have a background that, like, stays centered. Or, wait, no, it doesn't. No, never mind. Ha-ha! I love this. Yeah, and I even took a look at the source for this page. It doesn't even use tables. Huh. So, yeah, I found this uh, with Chris. Yes, I heard you guys uh, talking about it on your... I think it was on your fringe. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's pretty wonderful. So, yes, I am rocking my official Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon washing machine that is actually cheaper than any of the tapes. Yep. God damn it, I got the I got the banana carrier. <laughs> so, yep. Which is 190 or 130 pounds. So, not even euro, pounds. Yep. So, um Anyways, hey, I played the uh, other Skyrim DLC recently. Which one's the other one? Uh, the other two, actually. The uh, uh, the Dawnguard and uh, uh, Dragonborn. I've done a little bit of Dawnguard. So, yeah, another game that has dragons in it. Who would have thought? No and way. it also has zombies. <laughs> so pretty much ex- the exact same game, right? Totally. Sort of, except this one has swords and spells. And shit. No, this is complete exact same game. Flashing neon lights everywhere, especially on those dragons. So, well, these dragons fly. Yeah, that's the only difference. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, as mentioned, uh, Dawnguard is uh, sort of like uh, expands Ooh, upon the uh, vampire stuff, and it adds a pro-vampire faction and an anti-vampire faction, which are not werewolves. So, that's werewolf? a but that that's worse. You can only that be a werewolf in the anti-vampire faction, right? Uh, no. You can actually be a vampire and fight against them. Well, no, no, but, but I, no. I mean, but you cannot be a werewolf and be in the vampire faction, correct? I think so. Uh, one counteracts the other. Correct. So, um, I haven't really uh, dug into that too much in Skyrim. So. But yeah. you've played that game for like a what, 160 hours or something? There's a lot of have... stuff. <laughs> and at some points, I forgot to save. Yep. <laughs> so you know, Steam, Steam kind of lies when it says like I've played 200 some hours. But uh, anyways, um, Steam you, lies. you go to another uh, Oblivion plane in this because it seems like uh, anytime they want to you know do something cool. You know, they have you go to an oblivion plane to do it. Yep. So, and that also happens, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, with, uh, Dragonborn. So, uh, so you have, this, uh, takes place on an island called Solstein, which you may remember from Elder Scrolls 3, an expansion to that. So, um, see, I breezed through it when I played it, but, uh, you know, 
it seems like a little bit has changed. Like, there's not as much ice. So since, uh, like, a volcano nearby has been erupting, like, some of it's been covered in ash. So the uh, the point is, is that, uh, you know, someone's, like, controlling the residents and having them build temples and stuff. So, and also you get to go to a Oblivion plane that's essentially a huge library. It kind of reminds me of a twisted version of Mist, where everything is trying to kill you. Hmm. So still haven't played Mist. It's a good game. I believe it. And you can beat it in like five minutes. Wait, really? Yeah. Not five. Okay. Well, pretty much five. Well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, if you if you already know the combination, the final bit, and where it is, mm-hmm. then yeah, five minutes. But that takes away all the fun out of it. Well, I mean, unless you like to watch that static in a book. Um, no, I actually didn't really do much with the pages. I was going talking about going through and solving all the puzzles. Well, you can do that later. I mean, all you need to do is, like, do the switches, so... Anyway. Now, whenever Skyrim comes into mind, other than Gamer Poop, this is the only other thing that pops in my head. Can I throw something up onto YouTube or no? Um, is it short? It's a couple minutes. Okay. It's, uh, well, yeah, here I'll just mention what it is and then throw it up in the show notes and you guys can go and watch it if you want. It's the, um... Or someone made a pseudo-parody of the Skyrim um, trailer when it came out using Team Fortress 2. Oh, I remember and this one. It was Heavy Keen. Instead of um, Fusrada, Fusrada, it was Pudispal! <laughs> Scare all my residents when I shout, too. They should so, be afraid. Always. So, and uh, let's see, I got, I got this DLC for half off. So wait for it; it goes on sale. So I'm not I'm not sure if it'd be a good deal, uh, full price, but for half it's price, twenty dollars full price. Uh, maybe for like one or two of them. I think it might be down to ten. But of course, yeah. um, the the legendary edition of uh, of Skyrim is coming out in June, so we can just pick it up then and yep. not have to buy the DLC separately. But I already have Skyram. Not Skyrim, Skyram. <laughs> it's powerful yeah. for my computer. Dawnguard and Dragonborn are both $20, and then Hearthfire is 5 Yes, I also have Hearthfire. So, so yeah, it <laughs> pretty much uh, simulates building a house. Yep. So, which uh, turns out to be more fun than I thought it would be. Hmm. So, well, For 5 bucks, I'm not expecting it to be very fun. So, yeah, I think the takeaway from this is get Blood Dragon. Oh, easily. Get Blood Dragon and then buy it for a friend, because it's worth 30 bucks at least, if not more. Yep. So, it's, uh, it's a memorable thing. I'll give it that. So, <laughs> oh, very uh, much so. Yeah, it, the, uh, the main quest is sort of bookended by uh, explosions everywhere. So I'm okay with this. So. Unlike Mass Effect, there needed to be more explosions. There, there, there's always... Explosions are always good. Actually, we need more explosions in Mass Effect 3. Yes. So, uh, yep. I think that might be just about it. Yep, so um, we don't really have a main topic this week. Um, games that are coming out soon. Let's look at the calendar, shall we? Oh, The Shoot. Last of Us is coming out on Tuesday. Oh my hmm. gosh. I wish that I had a PS3. Also, happy Cinco de Mayo. 
Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Fifth. I almost had some chips and salsa. It's Revenge of the Sixth. I almost uh, had some chips and salsa because, or to celebrate because. I'm pretty sure it's Revenge of the Fifth. Because my friends who, or not my friends, my grandparents like buying things in bulk. So I may or may not have gotten ten bottles of hot sauce as a gift. Hmm. Uh, Metro Last Last Light's coming out next week. Yep. Cheers, me! And then E3 next month. So, yeah, it's... And we'll be doing a special on that. When is is E3 happening again? Uh, June... 11th. June 11th to 13th. I'll already be at camp. The keynotes are on the 10th. The Microsoft and Sony keynotes are on the 10th. I'm already going to be at camp. I'm, I'm... because I'm the aquatic staff at the most tenure and who actually knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and the director isn't going to actually be there for part of training week, I need to be there for key staff week. Nice. So So you're basically the power behind the throne. Yeah. As it were. Don't worry, I won't abuse it much. <laughs> I'm only the power until I haven't trained it. All right, Ian, Ian, Duh. you and I, you and I, at the end of the summer... We need to get together and see who's more tan, because you will have the advantage of being a lifeguard, and I will have the advantage of genetics, and we'll just see who's more tan. Where are you going to be? Deal? Well, I'm going to be at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're going to be outside on your computer. I'm hopefully going to have an internship. Yeah, exactly. So we'll just see. Okay. Done. So thanks for listening to 8 everybody. This is Ian Buck. Ian Decker. And Andrew Bailey. Signing off. Have a good week. Also, I just need to read something, and we'll probably keep this in the fringe, but it's just something that I laughed at so much within the collectibles, with Dr. Carlyle's notes. Number 10, the first one that you pick up. We've begun the experiments to weaponize the dragon blood. If my calculations are correct, and they are, we will change the world and remake it in our image, Sloan and I. See, Dr. Darling, I no longer need you. I have outgrown such trivial concerns as sex. My genitals can stay where they are, in the jar in my desk drawer. I no longer need them since they fell off. What does a god need with balls? I had to turn down a foursome today. Disappointed in you.